This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, y'all. How we all doing? How we all feeling? Oh, it's Friday. So congrats on that. Not that we're, like, completely struggling into the weekend. Well, maybe a little bit, but uh, but we'll be all right. We just got a couple of hours to kill. We'll get you a little bit closer to game day before it's all said and done. Uh, what's going on today? It's the Workday Red Zone. That's what's going on. We appreciate you listening. On the ticket, KDA 970 AM, along with 953, 96.9, and 104.1 KBRI. We are streaming online at 953theticket.com. And, of course, you can take us with you on the go as well. Download the TuneIn app. Search for KNEA, and you'll be all set. Just heads up. Might as well download the KFine app while you're in the App Store if you haven't already because good luck on getting that Pac-12 network tomorrow. Uh, More on that coming up later. If you want to shout at us today, of course, it's really easy to do. Just call us, 870-930-3776. You can also interact with us on social media, facebook.com slash 95.3, 95.3, the ticket is one place to head. And uh, in addition to that, you can holler at us on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie or by using the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. He's with us, of course, here for a couple of hours until it's time for the setup. And uh, it should be a fun day, I think. Fingers crossed today on the program. We've got picks for you. We've got our five for Friday picks. And uh, there's just a lot coming up this weekend that... We get to talk about, of course, uh, the headline here for uh, the EAB family of stations is going to be some Arkansas State football tomorrow night, as, or excuse me, tomorrow afternoon as the Red Wolves are in the Pacific Northwest trying to claim their first ever win over a Pac-12 team. So that game is going to start up at uh, kickoff about 3.15 tomorrow. Pre-game coverage is going to start with Wolfhouse at about 12.30. Yours truly hosting that, so, you know, another reason to tune in there. But uh, looking forward to that, and, of course, we'll talk a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton about this game today. Also in A-State news, men's basketball unveiling their non-conference schedule for the upcoming season. Yesterday, that slate features seven home games. There's also a home tournament on Thanksgiving weekend. The season's going to tip off in Jonesboro against Harding on Tuesday, November the 9th. Of course, we're going to go over that full slate coming up here in, in just a few segments. Elsewhere for Arkansas State, well, just about anybody and everybody in action this weekend. Women's tennis is in action. Women's volleyball already getting a win today over UT Martin. Uh, women's soccer going to be uh, starting their Sunbelt Conference slate today against South Alabama. Of course, we talked with cross-country coach Jesse Duvall yesterday. His team's going to be in action tomorrow for the first time at the Rhodes Invitational. And, man, I hope I didn't leave somebody out. Uh, I'm going to have to double-check on on women's and men's golf and, and see if they're in action, too, because, again, just a, a ton of Red Wolves that will be in action. And we'll look at that uh, slate coming up later. For the Razorbacks, man, they just get to camp out right now at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. They're going to be hosting Georgia Southern this weekend. Going to be the third of four straight games played there 
uh, to open the season for number 20 Arkansas. So kickoff for that one is at three. And uh, this weekend in St. Louis, man, a huge, huge, huge series at Bush Stadium. I feel like I need to say huge about three more times because the Cardinals are hosting the San Diego Padres. The teams are separated by one half of one game right now in the wild card standings. Of course, the Cardinals have been playing very well lately. Uh, the Padres managed to pick up a little bit of steam there at the end of their series against the Giants. So this should be a fun one. First pitch for game one of the series is tonight at 7-15 on 95-9 The Wolf. Of course, we've got a almost full slate of high school football coming up tonight. We've got Friday Night Lights coming up tonight following those games here on the ticket. So again, uh, man, a full week. High school, college, pro football. Full weekend of football. Cannot be more excited about it. As far as the KavanaughCars.com question, uh, we're very big here on the ticket in believing that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we are going with our standard game day eve question. And asking you today, what's going to happen in Saturday's Arkansas State game against Washington? A-State is the underdog, so of course you can pick A-State to win. You can pick Washington to win. Or you can pick Washington to win and cover. And you can find that line... I think that line right now is like 17. We're going with 17 and a half for the questions. I hate to push. I just hate to push. We're never going to have that in our questions, if at all possible. So, again, A-State wins, Washington wins, Washington wins and covers. The 17 and a half is the question today. And, look, I know I know my, my question, when I, when I post on social media, there's usually a lot of people that are chiming in that are, that are A-State fans. So we do get some some kind of Homer responses. But at the same time, I, I almost feel like if you, you ask just the general public this question right now, we'd probably see a lot more picks for A-State than we normally do when A-State is facing off against a, a Power 5 school, a Pac-12 school, or just any Sunbelt team is squaring off against a, a Power 5 school just because of how down Washington has been to start the season. Of course, we'll look more at uh, some of the stats, news, and notes from the Huskies. We've got our five questions that we'll throw at you later to see who, uh, to see what we think decides this one. So, again, just uh, a lot going on. You guys are already with it on the phones today. So, let's start with Adam in Walnut Ridge. How are you? Trying to get an A for effort. There you go. There you go. First one to get called on today. How are you feeling about it, batting leadoff? Well, if I've got the numbers correct, the line plus the spread comes up with people thinking it's like an 18 to 35 game, something like that, 17 to 35. Yeah. Like that. Um, I don't. I think we're closer than that. I think we. I think it's a close game with a shot to win in the fourth quarter. So. I do find it I don't wild. Think that, Washington covers. Yeah, I, I do find it wild that people think that a Washington team that that has scored. 17 points all season is is has the potential to put up 35 in this one. Now I know that the A State defense did not look good last week, but still this man this Washington offense is just terrible right now. I say three touchdowns and a field goal sounds about right to me. I think they're 20 I think they'll score about 24 on us. I think if they did that, their fans would have a party. <laughs> they would be they would be excited about that number. Adam, do you want to get in on some picks today? I don't see why not. All right, uh, let's go here. Over or under 57 and a half points? Uh, over. 
Will Arkansas State starting quarterback, whoever that might be, complete his first pass attempt? Certainly. How many different A-State players will record a receiving touchdown? Two. Which team scores first? Washington's home. I'll give them the nod on scoring first. Will either team score a defensive or special teams touchdown? No. Tiebreaker is going to be total yards offense for the Red Wolves. 581. We got it, Adam. We're all set. Hey, if someone were so inclined to watch this game while they listen to Brother Stoltz break it down, Pac-12 Network, you can get that on Roku. And what are what are our options here? Well, it, it depends on what you already subscribe to. Um, so pretty much this is this is kind of one of those questions where you're just going to have to touch base with your cable provider because it's okay. offered through through Dish, it's offered through Sling, it's offered through some other packages, but um, in some cases it's an it's an additional purchase. So, for example, I have Sling TV, and I get all the ESPNs and all that stuff, but I have to subscribe to the Sports Extra package to be able to watch the Pac-12 Network tomorrow. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Yeah, again, look, PSA, if you want to watch this one, today is the day that you need to contact your cable provider. Don't yeah. wait until 2.30 tomorrow. It's going to be bad news. Not that I'm advocating for it either, though, but Reddit, college football, go and find a stream. Not that I'm advocating for that. Don't but. advocate for that. Just advocate for the K-Fine app. <laughs> advocate for the K-Fine <laughs> app and that, yeah. But there there are loopholes around the Pac-12 network. There, there are. This is, this is true. Mace Man is with us on the phone. How you doing? I am doing wonderful today. How about yourself? Hey, we're doing great. Appreciate you shouting at us. How are you feeling about this one tomorrow in Seattle? Well, I'm going to tell you, I, I have no doubt in my mind Arkansas State can win this ball game. Offensively, Washington's defense is, is horrible. I, I don't think the defense is that good. The offense ain't good. I think we're going to have a big day, and if our defense shows up, and, I mean, we gave up a lot of yards, a lot of points, a good offensive Memphis team, but if our defense shows up, I, I can see Arkansas State pulling out a 7-10 point win. Okay. Okay. And, and, that, and I'm saying that if that close, if Washington plays well, if it's a shootout, I don't think Washington can stop us. I think Wilson, if, if, if it's a shootout, it could be a it could be a 55 to 48 ball game. I would be stunned to see a score that high for for a lot of different reasons. Um, but hey, never say never. Well, I just I watched them. You know, they got beat by Montana, which Montana is a pretty decent lower division team, but. I watched them against Michigan. I just wasn't impressed. They just wasn't the Washington team of old, and I think this is one of these games that I think the Pac-10, I think Washington thinks, okay, Arkansas State's going to come in. We're going to give them a check. We're going to beat up on them. They just don't realize, they got to realize how good we can be. So I really think Arkansas State's got an exceptionally good chance to win this ball game. Okay. Mace Man, you want to get in on some picks? Yeah, yes, please. All right, uh, let's go through them here. Over or under 57.5 points scored. I think it's going to be over. Will A-State's starting quarterback complete his first pass attempt? Yes. How many different A-State players will record a receiving TD? Three. Which team scores first? Uh, Probably Washington State being the home team. And uh, will either team score a special teams or defensive touchdown? I believe Arkansas State's going to score a defensive touchdown tomorrow. Okay. 
Total yards offense for A-State is our tiebreaker. 595. 595. Base man, we got it. All right, y'all have a great day. Hey, you too. Hey, let's keep the phone lines going here as we've got Miss Lisa with us joining in on the party. How are you today? Well, I'm great. It's football weekend. I'm always great. I'm still on a high from last Saturday myself, even though I got sick and had to be. But anyway, uh, let me pick right quick and I'll get off here. Okay. Uh, Miss Lisa, are we going over or under 57.5 points scored for A-State and Washington? I'll say over. How many, or wait, wrong wrong order here, apologies. Will A-State starting quarterback complete his first pass attempt? No. How many different A-State players will record a receiving touchdown? Receiving one. Which team scores first? Well, I'll say Washington, but Washington. Sure. And is either team going to score a uh, defensive or special teams touchdown in this one? Yes. Miss Lisa, tiebreakers, total yards offense for the Red Wolves. Four, four, four. Okay. We got it. Thank you. Thank you, Bye-bye. We'll see you. That leaves the phone lines open at 930-3776, but it also takes us to a break. So we'll hit pause here, and we'll start coming back, looking at some of the uh, – I, I feel like all throughout the week, of course, we've, we've thrown you different news and notes and stats and what have you from, from Washington and the Huskies and what we think will determine this one, but got just a couple more. We saved a couple more for Friday. We'll start diving into this one more when we return. Keep it here with us on the ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. Thought Have ticket. a great time and the chance to win a whole lot of money and most importantly support our beloved disabled American veterans on September 25th and 26th at the Hooked on Lake Dardanelle Big Bass Tournament. Go to Get5Bass.com. That's Get, the number 5, Bass.com to register today with hourly payouts and a grand prize of $5,000. This two-day tournament is growing into one of the largest tournaments in Arkansas to benefit true American heroes are disabled American veterans. Of course, none of this would be possible without our incredible sponsors, including Wits Marine, Miller Roofing, Central States Manufacturing, Inc., Mountain Arbor Resort and Spa, and Holiday Inn Express. Come fish with a purpose on September 25th and 26th. Join us for a special Friday night dinner before the tournament from 5 to 7. Go to Get5Bass.com. That's Get, the number 5, B-A-S-S.com, and join us to support our disabled American veterans. Sand paid with state and regional funds. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Paracool get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars and Paracool. We won't be beat. Plaza Tire Service is the low price leader on tires. And if you do manage to find a lower price on the comparable tire, we'll match it with our low price pledge. Stretch your dollars with outstanding deals from Plaza Tire Service on tires for your car, van, truck, crossover, SUV, and more. Plaza Tire Service has a huge selection of tires in stock and ready to install today. Plus, get six months deferred interest on purchases of $149 or more with your Plaza Tire Service card. For the best deal on tires, see Plaza Tire Service. 
Whether you're starting out or starting over, Payless is the name to remember for home furnishings. How about a queen mattress for only $99 or a heavy-duty washer for $15.99 a week? Name brands like Ashley, Maytag, Samsung, Sealy, and more. No credit? No problem. Payless has flexible payment plans and on-the-spot quick delivery. So, starting out or starting over, Payless is the place for quality furniture with locations in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pigott. Visit us online at shoppaylessfurniture.com. That's shoppaylessfurniture.com. Why pay more when you can pay less? When you bank at First Security, you're choosing better for yourself and fellow Arkansans. Better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals. Better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources. And better support for the things that matter to you, as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding your better at First Security makes Arkansas better too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you. 930-3776 is the number to call. We've got some picks. Of course, we've got a KavanaughCars.com question. Nothing nothing surprising. Nothing surprising. Nothing out of the norm. Just asking you today. What do you think is going to happen in, in Saturday's game? A-State at Washington. Are you picking the Red Wolves in the upset? Are you picking Washington to win? Are you picking Washington to win in cover? 17 and a half, by the way, is what they're, they're favored as uh, right now. So this game is really intriguing to me for, for so many reasons. Um, man, Washington has, has some players. They have some dudes. They have some talent. They have some really good individuals. But they are not a very good team right now. And I think anybody that's looked at those scores would, would agree uh, pretty quickly that for whatever reason, they are about as far as you can be away from a cohesive unit on the football field. Just as a quick refresher, like we haven't already gone over this a dozen times, but just humor me here. We'll go over it a dozen and one more. Washington opened the season with the loss against Montana. That was a 13-7 to final. And by the way, just a heads up, Montana is a good FCS program. You know, we, we gave credit where it was due when A-State played UCA and, and talked about their ranking and all of that. Montana was ranked fourth or fifth, I think, this week in the latest FCS poll. So it's it's not like this is a really, really bad team. It's, it's a good team. It's a good program. I, they recruit well because if you're in Montana, who the heck are you recruiting against? You're like yeah, the- <laughs> Montana State. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it. It's a big, huge state. And the population's not enough, but, I mean, you get, like, every person from that state. So so they're all right. And then, of course, last week for the Huskies, they went to Michi- Michigan and, and didn't look good there. It was a 31-10 to final. There's a couple of things that, that surprised me about this team, but all in all, when you kind of size up how A-State and Washington match up, it's it's really intriguing because it's a little bit of of strength on strength versus weakness on weakness. A-State is a really good passing team. We know that. We know that whether it's Lane Hatcher out there or James Blackman out there. We know that whether they are targeting Jeff Foreman or Corey Rucker 
or Tavalence Hunt. Heck, we saw Akeem Hayes catch some passes last week. We saw Adam Jones get in the end zone for the first time. We still haven't even really seen Dahu Green, and we know he is capable of making plays if he's healthy. There's so much talent in the passing game. But Washington is better at, at stopping the pass than just about anybody in the country. They're really, really good at that. Really, really good at being able to corral explosive plays as well. So you've got a team in, in A State that's going to be going against a team in Washington that just doesn't let people throw against them. Here's a stat for you. Do you know how many yards per game Washington gives up through the air? Minuscule man. 74 and a half. Now, I haven't really watched enough of, of Washington to know if this is a little bit of a misleading stat. And what I mean by that, yeah. what I mean by that is like, for example, going back to last year for Arkansas State. A-State on paper had a decent rush defense, right? They didn't give up some absurd number of games. Or an absurd number of yards, excuse me. But the reason for that is because everybody knew you could pass on A-State. So why would you run it when you can just collect massive amounts of chunks of yardage and just zoom into the end zone if you're going to throw the ball? So that's what teams did. They, they ran it just enough to, to make sure that the defense didn't always know that they were going to throw the ball. And, and then that's it. So on paper last year, A-State had a decent rush defense because everybody was throwing the ball. I don't know if that's the case with Washington. If, you know, the reason their passing defense is so good is because people are running on running the ball on them right now. But, again, that is a number that gets your attention. 74.5 yards per game allowed through the air. On the flip side, <laughs> you know, and that's and Washington is tops in the country on that. Uh, on the flip side, of course, A-State is, is, the, is the, the second best passing offense in the country. 450 yards per game through the air capable of getting it done with Lane Hatcher or with James Blackman? I mean, you don't see two different quarterbacks on one team throw for over 250 yards in the same game. Some teams don't have that happen in a season. Even when they're bringing up the the guy on the bench for mop-up duty, he's not out there throwing 250 yards. It's absurd, again, what A-State has talent-wise in terms of the passing offense. But but that is a strength versus strength. On the flip side, last week A-State's defense didn't play very good. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. But that's kind of the weakness right now of this of this team. And there's a few different reasons for that. You know, they didn't tackle well. They didn't do a very good job on third down. Um, they gave up too many explosive plays. But you can kind of just, it all goes under the big... Heading of defense. <laughs> defense was the problem against Memphis. Well, the weakness for the Huskies is like the entire offense. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. They can't move the ball. They can't extend drives. Can't put any points on the board. So, again, you've got, you've got these things that feel like they kind of cancel each other out. So when you try and really sit down and look at who has a significant advantage in this game, part of it is, is going to be the physicality. You know, individually, the Huskies are going to have more talent. Now, again, they're not playing better as a team right now, but individually, they have more size, more talent, more athleticism, and they're going to be deeper because that's just the way Power 5 teams continue to be built right now and, and have that advantage over a group of five teams. So they're going to have that advantage. 
But A-State might have the the mental advantage. And what I mean there is, is even though they're coming off a loss, A-State fought till the very last play of that game. I mean, James Blackman was hyped up on the field on yeah. that last drive. James Blackman and everybody out there on the field with him, everybody on that sideline thought that Arkansas State was going to win that game. There was absolutely no quit in that team, in their energy. It was, it was awesome to watch, even though the end result wasn't quite what we all wanted to see. I'm pretty sure Washington right now, if you score on Washington on the first drive, and then they turn around and go three it out, they might just fold. <laughs> it might be done after that. Mentally, I feel like A-State is coming into this game in a significantly better place than the Huskies are. But still many other things to look at with uh, with this Washington team. We mentioned kind of weakness versus weakness a moment, and there was a number I wanted to share with you guys uh, in terms of, of what the Huskies have done. And <laughs> this is, again, I just I just keep looking through numbers for Washington. And just it seems like every number I see is just more and more staggering. Their rush offense is awful. Awful. There are three teams right now in the country that have fewer rushing yards per game than than Washington does. One is Mississippi State. <laughs> that's, yeah, with the air raid. Yeah, they don't they make an emphasis not to run the ball. They, yeah, that's like that's their entire game plan. For as long as Mike Leach is there, they're never going to finish better than 125th in the country in rush yards per game. Maybe 129th. Like, they just don't throw the ball. That's their purpose. So, okay, Mississippi State is worse at running the ball than Washington. Bowling Green is worse at running the ball than Washington. I don't know much about Bowling Green, but I don't remember anybody just, you know, loudly proclaiming they were going to be excellent in the MAC this year or anything like that. So I'm guessing they're probably not a very good team. And then last... So far, nationally in rush yards per game is ULM. And, well, we know what ULM looks like and they're, they're, the talent issues they have and things there. So, so to see Washington, a team that returns a significant amount of their starting talent up front, be in a group with Mississippi State, Bowling Green, and, and ULM kind of blows my mind on that one statistic. They have not been able to run the ball so far. So, again... What we're seeing with this game is, is going to be some strength versus strength, some, some weakness versus weakness to decide who, who comes out on top. One other factor that I, I do want to mention, I do want to look at the weather for tomorrow uh, because it didn't look great yesterday. It looks a little bit better, but it's still kind of going to be kind of a gross rainy day. You know those days where you, that you picture in your head mentally where you're thinking about Pacific Northwest weather where everything is gray and rainy and, and gross? That looks like what tomorrow is going to be like. Uh, The chances of precipitation have gone down slightly. I think yesterday or the day before when we were looking at the chance of rain, it was like in the 70%. And that's changed to about 50-60%. And I think at one point in time when I looked at the forecast, there was, you know, one hour where it was calling for heavy rain. That's all changed down to to light rain and showers. But, you know, this A-State team has only been on the field so far for sunny or partly cloudy and and humid so uh, this is going to be obviously a much different environment Saturday in Seattle more on a state when we come back I do want to check in on Mike Bellotto and 
his men's basketball team as we got to see that non-conference schedule come out yesterday and we'll point out some news and notes on that when we return but phone lines are open during the break if you'd like to get in your picks at 930-3776 well we got you keep it here with us on the workday red zone we're not as socially awkward as you think search for 95.3 the ticket on facebook and follow us at 95.3 the ticket on twitter stone concepts invites you to a grand opening celebration thursday september 23rd at their brand new location 3017 orville orland drive in jonesboro right beside did door and hardware just off stadium south of interstate 555 the grand opening festivities at stone concepts kick off at 11 a.m on thursday september 23rd they'll be feeding everyone free barbecue from demos barbecue Plus, there's door prizes, giveaways, and your chance to win a Benelli Super Black Eagle 3 20-gauge bottomland shotgun. Stone Concepts is a full-service masonry supply company supplying brick and stone, but also fireplaces, patio pavers, hardscape stone, retaining walls, Provia windows and doors. You can find anything for your exterior or interior projects at Stone Concepts. It's Stone Concepts in their new location, 3017 Orville Orland Drive in Jonesboro. Don't miss the grand opening party Thursday, September 23rd, between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. For free barbecue, door prizes, giveaways, and more. There's good, there's better, but the best is Stone Concepts. Network with your EAB noon market report. December corn at 526 and a half down three with March corn at 534 down two and three quarters. November soybeans at 1285 down 11 with January soybeans at 1294 and a quarter down 10 and a half. December wheat at 710 down three with March wheat at 720 and three quarters down three and a quarter. October cotton at 9322 down 19 with December cotton at 9226 down 25. November rice 1377 up eight and a half cents. January rice at 1394 up seven and a half. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle 122.97 and a half down 62 and a half. With December live cattle 127.72 and a half down 85. September feeder cattle 155.22 and a half down 65. With October feeder cattle at 156.60 down 50. October lane hogs at 85.37 and a half down 10. With December hogs at 74.35 also down 10. That's your EAB noon market report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Red Wolves fans, this is your coach, Butch Jones, and it's football time in Jonesboro. We can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Patrick going deep down the right side looking for Hunt. This is tipped and caught, and T. Hunt is going to score. Touchdown, Arkansas State from 53 yards out. We need you to create the best home field advantage. Purchase your season tickets now by visiting astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. The landscape of media has changed, and people are more skeptical than ever about where they get their news and information. While major news outlets show decreasing credibility, your local farm radio station still shows strong marks. In a recent survey, farmers rated information from their farm broadcasters twice as credible as major news outlets. Farm Radio continues to be timely, accurate, and credible. This message brought to you by the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Uh, hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 9303776. How you feeling about tomorrow's 
game for A-State at Washington. That's our poll question today. We've got it up as a poll on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, or of course you can weigh in with us on the phones. We've got some picks for you as well. And again, you all have gotten real trusting over the years that you just you just assume we're going to give you something if you win. Because we didn't say we were. What if you're just picking for pride today? I mean, you're not. You're picking for B.A. Burrito. But, but, I mean, I would think if I was you guys, I'd at least put me on the spot and make sure there's <laughs> some something involved, a little bribery going on. Before you're willing to just call in. All right, let's keep going. I'm sure you'll hear more about those picks here in just a moment. Also, in just a moment, we'll dive into some A-State men's hoops talk. Since we've got a full schedule to look over. But uh, let's go to the phones first. We'll check in with J.D. on the Ritter Communications Hotline. How are you? Hey, if you I'm great. Uh, well, I don't need the clouds and the drizzle, but I, I'm fine. Farmers, you, you just, it just rains sometimes. That's part of life. Right. Hey, uh, if, you, if, uh, if you're if you're Washington's offense, you got to be going, you know, if we're picking some team to play, a team that just give up 55 at home, we might not could find a better team. And then if you're ASU's defense, you might be going, if we're picking a team to play, there might not be a better team for us to pick than Washington. So that might make for a very interesting contest tomorrow. No doubt. No doubt. I'm sure both teams are looking at the opposition and thinking about different things they can, they can <laughs> jumpstart and, and build some momentum heading into the rest of the season. Absolutely, you know they're they're playing a team that struggles on defense, and we're playing a team that struggles on offense. So uh, I think I think the fact that they struggle so much offensively, and and the fact that we feel like our offense can score some points, basically against anybody, I I feel pretty good about it. But we'll know more tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, we will. Well, let's do some. Hey, Kara, I'll let you do Cardinal talk later. We just need to get two wins, and I don't like other than Wayno. I don't like our other two pitchers, whoever they may end up being. I don't have any confidence in Michaelis going against San Diego, but we got to try to figure out how to get a couple this weekend. Yeah, you take the series, and all of a sudden, and you still got the momentum. Not not sweep it, but just take two out of three. You've still got all kinds of momentum with you, and you put at least one team just a little bit further in your rear view. So, yeah. I mean, I would take that, and I'd be thrilled. I would, too. I would, too. Well, let's do some picks. All right, J.D., is this going to be over or under 57.5 points for A-State at Washington? Over. Uh, will A-State's starting quarterback complete his first pass attempt? Well, uh, if they don't make it till the second half, they definitely would, but I'm going to say yes anyway. <laughs> uh, will, uh, how many different A-State players are going to record a receiving touchdown? Two. Which team scores first? I'm going with the Red Wolves. Almost said Indians. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Is either team going to score a defensive or uh, special teams touchdown? I don't think so. Okay. Hope we do, though. Hey, it'd be fun. 
J.D., total yards of offense for A-State is our tiebreaker. Four, 425. Okay. We got it, sir. All right. Let's, let's get a Red Wolf victory. Uh, uh, I ain't worried about the Razorbacks. They'll beat, they'll beat that team. But let's yeah. get two out of three with the Cardinals and a Red Wolf. Sounds good to me. J.D., thanks for shouting at us. Good week. It would. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Hogs okay, have too much to worry about. Georgia Southern's already looking like a mess. They don't know what's going on. They do have a different quarterback this week. But uh that's about the only thing that's gonna be different there for them. Nine three oh three seven seven six, the number to call. We're gonna stay with the phones here. Check in with Chuck and Paragold. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are y'all today? How you doing good? Thanks for shouting at us, Chuck. Don't don't really recognize uh, your voice. Yeah, first it's um, long-time listener, uh, been a wild caller, so, yeah. But but that's life, so. You got any hot takes on any of this uh, weekend college football action? Um, I'm just looking forward to this A-State game. I'm looking forward to a lot of the games that are on the list this year. Um, I did have one question about the high school, so, um, if it's possible, we'll see if y'all know. Um, I remember the first game of the season, Palestine Wheatley had a player that was injured. Okay. And they had to cancel. And they had to cancel that game. And they canceled last week's game. Um, have they canceled for the rest of the season, or is it just? Uh, are they going to be able to play tonight? Do you know? I don't know. And I tell you what, we'll we'll type in. We'll see if we can find out some information. Okay, because I was really concerned. The way they were talking was uh, the injury was so bad that they had to cancel the game right there when the injury occurred. So, oh wow! I, I, and that was all that I'd heard about it. So I was trying to find. I couldn't find any details from anybody. Okay. Unfortunately, and nobody apparent nobody over at Wheatley was uh, being open about it. But I know that they stopped the game right there at the first at the, at the you know when that injury occurred for the first game, and then they canceled the second one. And I didn't know if that meant the rest of the season or if it was just canceled because of COVID or you know who knows. I, I did see the last update I'm seeing. Unfortunately, goes all the way back to September the fourth, which would have been gosh, you know, not not this Friday, not the Friday, but the Friday before that, and um stating that, you know, on Friday, September the 10th, that Palestine Wheatley was canceled, but also said it was due to both injuries and coronavirus cases. So, okay. so in theory, um, if, if the players are, are healthy from COVID, then they should be able to be good to go yeah. in, in theory. But again, unfortunately, yeah. I'm sorry we don't have any, any additional news on that. That's okay. I'm, I mean, I still, I still like what y'all do and everything, and y'all keep up the good work. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Chuck, uh, you want to make some picks? Oh, sure. All right. Uh, these are all for A-State at Washington. Over or under 57 and a half points? Uh, over. Will A-State's starting quarterback complete his first pass attempt? Yes, but it won't be the first. It won't be their first play. It'll be like the third. Okay. <laughs> How many different A-State players are going to catch a receiving touchdown? Uh Catches or catch a receiving touchdown? I, I got muddled a little bit. Sorry. How many different players will catch a receiving touchdown for the Red Wolves? Four. Which team scores first? Uh, A-State with a field goal. Okay. I like it. Not only do you have answers, you've got, like, bold predictions. You elaborate on all of these. And uh, last yeah. question here. Will either team score a defensive or special teams touchdown? Uh, I think A State will get a. I think A State will pick up a fumble recovery for the touchdown. Okay, and uh, our tiebreaker, Chuck, is total yards offense for A State. Four, four fifty. 
We got it, sir. Don't be a stranger. I'll try not to. I'll just stay strange. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good. Thanks, Chuck. We appreciate the call. <laughs> All right. Right, 9303776. He leaves the phone lines open here uh, for those of you that want to get in on the picks. And uh, I apologize, I wasn't really familiar with the, the Palestine Wheatley story. Kate, did, had you heard anything about that? Uh, no, I had not. Okay. No. If we come across any additional info here over the next few minutes, of course, we will we will pass that along. Of course, any of you listening, uh, if you have any knowledge that you can you can share with us and kind of elaborate on that situation, we would love to hear from you as well. Let's switch topics here and, and go back to A-State for a moment. As yesterday in the afternoon, the Red Wolves did reveal their non-conference slate uh, for this upcoming season. And it's kind of, this is an interesting mix. There are a couple things I, I like about it, a couple things that will be interesting here, a couple really good tests, and then honestly some pushover games that Arkansas State should be able to come out on top by by a, a hefty margin. Um, the... The exhibition game is against Blue Mountain College, not Blue Mountain State, but Blue Mountain College. Uh, don't know much about that, but it's an exhibition, and, and that's the very first time you'll be able to see A-State, and that's on November the 2nd. Uh, the season tips off November the 9th against Harding. Uh, so the Red Wolves are going to be playing that one in Jonesboro, and then the first significant test of the season comes on the 12th when A-State faces off against Illinois. Um, a perennial top 25 team. I mean, heck, they were a lot better than that. A top five, top 10 team is what they typically are, or at least strive to be every single season. So I feel like that one's going to be a, a good one right off the flip. Then it's back to Jonesboro for a game against Central Baptist College on the 15th. On the 19th, another road game at SEMO. So not too far for A-State to travel. Then on the uh, Thanksgiving weekend, you've got a multi-team event in Jonesboro which these are always nice to have. Attending is going to be Moorhead State in Kansas City. Uh, Moorhead State had a good season last year. I know they're not going to be a super recognizable name, but they finished fairly high in, in some of the you know, different rankings that you look at, like Ken Palm and things like that. Um, they're, don't just overlook them because you're not as familiar with Moorhead State hoops. I, I feel like that's going to be a good one for A-State. Uh, December the 4th, it'll be UCA in Jonesboro. And then A-State wraps up the non-conference slate with three on the road. So at UAPB on December the 8th, at Mississippi Valley State on the 11th, at Texas Tech on the 14th. Texas Tech was supposed to be on the schedule last year and was actually going to be a fairly significant buy game for A-State. But then we all know how weird everything got last year. It was not feasible for that one to be played. So I'm a little bit curious if that's still going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like a $90,000 payout. Uh, because that was what was rumored at one point in time, which, by the way, that's about a, the max payout for college basketball. I know we're used to seeing these million, million and a half, two million dollar payouts for college football. Man, you get six figures for a basketball game, you're doing something right, because it yeah. does not go north of that. But with this schedule, again, you've got you've got some teams that haven't had a lot of success. You've got some teams that are planning to be one of the last couple standing when the season ends in Texas Tech and Illinois. So it is kind of a little bit more of an all-or-nothing schedule. You don't have a lot of teams that were kind of in between last year. You have really good teams or, or teams that were not. But, look, I, I I have really high expectations for this team. And I feel like it's fair to have really high expectations for this team. There might be five teams in the country that are going to return more production in 2021 and 2022 than A-State men's basketball. And there's not going to be a better player 
in the Sun Belt than North Shadow Mirror. So you've got the best player in your league. You've got a boatload of returning talent. You add in Desi Seals. I want to see a lot of wins from this team. I feel like it's fair to ask for a lot of wins from this team the upcoming season. Again, November the 2nd is the exhibition game. November the 9th is the season tip-off against Harding. Uh, one more break to take this hour, so we might as well get to it. Again, our phone lines are open at 9303776. Picks, question of the day, all kinds of stuff to continue with. When we return, keep it here on the ticket. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The common thinking is that you can't win in the NFL without an elite quarterback. But when the Washington football team entered last offseason, there was no clear answer on how to get one. We knew that they had some good pieces there, but without a Pro Bowl caliber QB, a lot of people assumed that they could only get so far. They ended up signing veteran Ryan Fitzpatrick, and backing him up with Taylor Heineke. Fitzpatrick got hurt in week one, and last night we saw Heineke lead Washington to a dramatic one-point win. He overcame a late interception to lead the game-winning field goal drive. Heineke might not look like much. He's listed at 6-1, but the old Dominion product played well. Remember, this is a franchise that once won Super Bowls with Mark Griffin. Not exactly a Hall of Famer. That's a bit of a lofty goal, but at least Washington fans have reason to be excited that Taylor Heineke can provide stability to complement an otherwise very talented roster. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Chances are you're probably in your car right now, and that means at some point you're going to have to fill up that gas tank. Why not get cash back when you do? The free Get Upside app does just that. It gives you cash back on every gallon you buy. And right now, use the promo code FOOTBALL. You'll receive an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. And that can be 5 bucks or more back in your wallet. The GetUpside app is easy to use. Just claim the cash back offer at the gas station you want, pay with your card, check in, and boom, you're earning cash back for just buying gas. Do yourself a favor. Download the GetUpside app right now. Make sure you use the promo code FOOTBALL to earn that extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Start earning cash back every time you fill up with GetUpside. And remember that promo code is FOOTBALL. An extra 25 cents per gallon cash back. GetUpside. Professionals of NEA, get ready to have some fun while networking with other professionals during the Social Connect 2021. Presented by the We Partners Network and Relief Aid of USA. This networking event is September 23rd from 3 to 7 at Embassy Suites on the A-State campus. There's no cost to attend, but booths are available for $400. And sponsorship opportunities start from $500. Go to NEASocialConnect.com for more. September 23rd at Embassy Suites in Jonesboro. Don't miss Social Connect 2021, where fun and business connect. Sky Transmissions, with over 15 years' experience in GM transmissions and a one-year unlimited mile warranty on all builds. For performance builds, reach to the sky. Sky Transmissions, listen to our customers. Great people, solid work. If you need a transmission pulled, rebuilt, and put back in your vehicle, Sky Transmission is the place to go. Come see us at our new location, 129 County Road 4061, just across from the Jordan Sun Highway 1 South. Call 870-333-8573. That's 333-8573. Or check out Sky Transmissions on Facebook. Um, hello? 
be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Quick note on that A-State men's basketball schedule that we were speaking about in the previous segment. I left off a couple games there at the end because I'm, I'm dumb and I didn't click on the whole schedule. I just was looking at the picture. A-State does not wrap up non-conference play at, at Texas Tech on December the 14th. They then come home and host Air Force and also host Champion Christian on the 19th and 21st respectively. And then uh, conference play starts on, on December the 30th. So, so my bad, my bad. Out here trying to tell lies. I apologize. You can call me out on it at 930-3776. Kara and Kate here with you. Uh, the KavanaughCars.com question, of course, what happens in Saturday's A-State game at Washington? And again, normally I, I'd look at the responses to this and just think, all right, well, I tweet out a question to mostly A-State followers, and so I'm going to get some Hoban responses. But I'm pretty sure even Washington fans don't have a lot of confidence in Washington <laughs> right now. So... So I can't give you guys too much grief for 63% of you saying saying A-State is going to win. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not delusional to think so with what we've seen from the Huskies so far. I mean, not, even, not by a stretch, not even close. It's, it's feasible in, in many different ways. We'll come back in the next hour and talk about our five questions that we feel like will decide that one. But checking in around the Sun Belt, uh, the Cajuns won one big last night over Ohio. Uh, that was a 49-14 to final. It started a little bit slow for the Ragin' Cajuns, but then I guess about a third of the way through that game, the Cajuns remembered they could run the football. And then what happened? They ran all over Ohio. Uh, the first two games for the Cajuns, they, they just had not been running it well. They, they really had not. I was really surprised. I wasn't necessarily stunned that they weren't able to, to run it against Texas, even though, yeah, Texas gave up a ton of, of rush yards to Arkansas. But I was surprised by how ineffectively the Cajuns ran the ball against Nichols. They, they did not run it well in that game. So I, I'm sure they were challenged by their coaches, both on the offensive line and in the running back room, and they responded with 312 rushing yards last night against uh, against Ohio. So, again, uh, a big 49-14 to win. I think the Cajuns were favored by 19. So, no issues whatsoever in covering. And uh, really not anything of, of note there. Just a team that was better winning and, and winning big. Uh, I was, I guess, one thing of note, there were, there were not many people there for that yeah, game. Yeah, there, there was not a lot of people there at all. Those were those were some some patchy stands. Yeah, and it does make me a, a little bit apprehensive for what uh, those stands might look like the first time that uh, that A State has a midweek game. I was looking for attendance, and I, I don't see it. Capacity there is forty one thousand at Cajun Field, but looking for attendance, and it's not popping up where it normally does. But uh, really not that not that important. Let's look at the rest of the Sun Belt slate here quickly. Uh, the very first game on tap tomorrow around the league is going to be Coastal at Buffalo. This is this is like the last test for Coastal Carolina until they face Arkansas State 
on Thursday here in Jonesboro. And and really, this is this is the toughest test for Coastal in their non-conference play. I, I don't think it's going to be that significant of a test. They're favored by 14. Buffalo has a, a first-year head coach there. But if you're hoping that Coastal is going to get knocked off at some point in time early this season, like you are pinning all your hopes on this. Because next week it's UMass and the week after that it's ULM. They ain't losing those games. Yeah, Their starters will be pulled at halftime in those games. So this is it. And I, I still think Coastal's going to win. And I still don't think it's necessarily going to be completely close. Yeah, I mean, hey, they were on ESPN too. That's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a nationally televised game. At uh, 11 a.m. is when that one's going to kick off. Uh, next up on the slate at 2.30, it's going to be Elon and, and Appalachian State. Um, nothing really of note there. I, I don't see a line on it. I'm sure App State is favored big, big, big. But kudos to the Mountaineers. They sold out for that game. That is not exactly a marquee opponent. And they were able to sell out their stadium. So good for them. It, it should be a good crowd. It's going to be on ESPN+. Plus, So it's not going to be all shown off nationally. But yay, Mountaineers, I guess. <laughs> 3 o'clock, uh, Georgia Southern playing at 20th ranked Arkansas. I, I Arkansas is favored by 23-and-a-half for understandable reasons. The only reason I could think of that they would not cover, and no, I'm not trying to talk negatively about your fan, about your your team, Hog fans. I just know how much both of these teams are going to want to run the ball. Yeah. And so we're going to see. This might be one of the quickest games (laughs) that we see this year. That, like you're coming off the Texas win, and you're looking ahead to Texas A&M next week, which – if you beat A&M, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe Arkansas can finish second in the West this year. So, I mean, it's it's the makings of a trap game. I, I don't think Georgia Southern is good enough to pull it off, though. They're better than they were last week and, yeah. and the week before because their original starting quarterback missed the first two games of the season. And then last week, their, their second-string guy went down, and they ended up just getting pummeled by Florida Atlantic. They're a better team than that, but not enough to not still lose by. At least 17 coming up Saturday at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Uh, The next game, 315, of course, is when A-State and Washington kicks off. And then uh, several games that are going to be played at 6 o'clock. Georgia State favored by 5 at home against Charlotte. I'm just guessing that Charlotte is really bad because Georgia State is certainly not very good. An intriguing win for the belt and possibly maybe a future member of the belt. Troy on the road against Southern Miss. Troy favored favored by double digits. Uh, the other three games on the slate are all against FCS opponents. Texas State host Incarnate Word. South Alabama host Alcorn State, uh, which there were some concerns about whether or not that one was going to be played since Alcorn was dealing with some COVID issues. But then the one that makes me a little bit nervous, because right now the Sun Belt has a pretty good streak going of not losing to FCS schools, but ULM host... Coach Prime, Saturday at 7 o'clock. And I I don't know if they can win that game. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't, I didn't. We're going to, I'm going to find a line for that game during the break. Because I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to know if Jackson State is favored in that game. I would not be surprised. Would not be surprised in any way shape or form we'll see if we can find it we've still got so much to dive into when we come back in hour two we hope you keep it right here with us for more of the workday red zone
Money comes and money goes. Unfortunately, it doesn't come and go at the same pace. That and even coming and going of money is one of the most important reasons why you'll like doing business with Merchants and Planners Bank in Clarendon. First, open a checking account and you'll be able to keep track of all outgoing money. Second, a savings account. And then, when you're fortunate enough to have more money coming in than going out, you'll want to add that extra to your savings account and collect interest on it. And third, because you'll be an established customer at Merchants and Planners Bank in Clarendon. And when you have a money need that's more than you can comfortably afford from your savings or salary, you'll find that it's easy to obtain a loan. Why not visit Merchants and Planners Bank today and open both your checking and savings accounts? You'll find you're going in the right financial direction from then on. Merchants and Planners Bank in Clarendon, member FDIC. Hey, Red Wolves fans, D&D Advertising has the new 2021 football schedules ready, and you can pick them up at these fine business locations. Ms. Pip Spa, Boyle Property Inspections, First Choice Home Care, Whitehurst Heating and Air, LLC, Meadows Construction, Pocahontas Auto Body, J&K Lawn and Tree Service, Superior Termite and Pest Control, Windlake Furniture and Appliance, Collins Services, Southern Roofing and Renovations, Speaks Electric, Anderson LED Signs, Caius Tent Rentals, Green Spray Foam Insulation, Clark's Tutoring, Our Pets Animal Hospital, Beyond Therapy Counseling for All Ages, Monette Will and Pump, and Intersect 311 Apartments. Please patronize these fine businesses as they are an asset to the community. DD Advertising Enterprises is not licensed, affiliated with, or endorsed by any university, sports institution, or program unless specifically stated in writing. No proceeds from any of the funds collected for your ad will be given to any educational institution or sports team. We are not responsible for any schedule changes made after printing. Need health insurance now? Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield's limited duration plans provide affordable coverage designed to cover you for the length of time you need it. You don't have to wait to shop for health insurance. You can apply for these policies at any time. Call Woody Harrelson at 870-897-5000 or come see Woody at 2512 Alexander Drive in Jonesboro today. Woody Harrelson is a soliciting agent for Arkansas Blue Cross, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Plans available only to residents in Arkansas. Join Workout Anytime Hilltop for their inaugural Fitness with a Purpose Autism Walk in 5K, Saturday, September 18th. This is an untimed 5K and family fun run with the race starting at 8 a.m. All profits will be donated directly to Autism Speaks. It's food, family, friends, fitness, and fun as Workout Anytime Hilltop celebrates their one-year anniversary. The inaugural Fitness with a Purpose Autism Walk in 5K, September 18th at 8 a.m. at Craighead Forest Park Pavilion 4. For more info, search Workout Anytime Hilltop Jonesboro on social media or on Race Roster. This is Will Oswald with your Friday Ticket Sports Update from KDA. Brands have been to Tire Service. Week 3 on the AAA High School Football Calendar tonight. It's the fourth playing week of the year in the state and the final week of non-conference action for pretty much everyone. Jonesboro and Valley View have the week off tonight. It'll be Brooklyn hosting Rivercrest on a 1.7 KISS FM with the pregame at 6.30. Nettleton at home against Pocahontas on 94.1 Bob FM. With the pregame at 6.30, the RARN game day at 6 o'clock this evening. Here on the ticket, even though Jonesboro is off, you'll get to hear the Hooten's America's Carmart football report at 6. And then at 9.30 this evening, the Capital Auto Group's Friday Night Lights scoreboard show with all the results and the highlights from around Northeast Arkansas and the state. It's Arkansas State, Washington tomorrow in the Pacific Northwest. Pregame at 1, kickoff 315 on 107.9K. Find an EAB Red Wolf Sports Network from Learfield, presented by Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Bringing the best deal on tires since 1963, that's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the ticket. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral, or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks.
listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. We really appreciate you killing time with us on a Friday. Look, because that's all you're doing once it's Friday at 1 o'clock. You are, you are killing time. <laughs> no matter how much you love your job, you're, just, you're, you're itching to get out the door. You're ready to get back to the house for the day. Knock out the errands you need to knock out tonight. Food prep for tomorrow. Go ahead and marinate some stuff. And get ready for a full day of, uh, of college football, right? I mean, that's what I do. I just assume that's what everybody else does, too. Uh, Kara Ritchie and Kate Carlton here with you for the final hour of the week. Our KavanaughCars.com question is one that at this point in time you should all be fairly familiar with. As we're asking you uh, to give your best guess on what's going to happen tomorrow for Arkansas State. Uh, are they going to win? Are they going to lose to Washington? Are they going to get you know, beat by a substantial margin. And, and we see Washington both win and cover the 17 and a half points. Uh, that's the question. It's brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. And uh, if you've just been kind of getting that itch to maybe start searching around for a new or new to you vehicle, KavanaughCars.com is a place that you want to go ahead and head. Um, again, I think we've told you enough by now that you know that they have all of their inventory at KavanaughCars.com. But they do so much more there. One of the things you can do right now if you're starting to look, I mean, heck, you might as well go ahead and get pre-approved, right? They're going to work with you to make sure that you're satisfied with your financial situation. And you can go ahead and save time by using their pre-approval form to qualify for one of their finance programs. So that way, when you roll up to the dealership, you don't even have to worry about that. You've got it taken care of, no stress, no worry, no concern that you're going to be able to be approved and get that vehicle that you need. So, again, you can go ahead and get started on that now at KavanaughCars.com. We've still got more to talk about with this Arkansas State game at Washington, including the five questions that we have that we think will kind of dictate who comes out on top in this one. But uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. Again, 930-3776 is the number to call. We've got some picks as well. Let's chat with Wade. How are you? I'm so glad it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, the game last night pretty entertaining. Um, it looked a little bit um, early on that uh, Ohio might challenge, um, but man, once Louisiana got going, they uh, they looked pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd love to know what their issue has been in in running the football. But again, once they once they kind of started churning out that yardage, it was no question that they were going to come out on top. I wonder if maybe in their mind they're just kind of buying into all the hype that they're really that good and that they maybe just feel like they don't have to put their foot on really put their foot on the gas till till they do maybe I hope that's the case I mean maybe I think I think maybe that could have been the case at the beginning of the season but Texas gave them a pretty rude awakening at the beginning of the year they didn't play well against Texas and yeah. m- might have had a little bit of a of a letdown hangover in week two against Nichols, but 
that's still going to be a really good team, and I expect them to be a, a big challenge when they come to Jonesboro at, uh, at the end of October. I, I do too. I do too. Um, you know, I'm just like looking for opportunities, but they, they look pretty solid, and I I expect they will give us all we want, and we'll be very fortunate to if we can win that game. Um, the game with Washington, my heart wants to think that um, we're in trouble because they're zero and two, and you know that their um, Monday morning meetings um, there's got to be some tension yeah. among them, but. Here's here's my salvation. I kind of keep going back and forth um, because I think we can we can give them a decent game. They have a lot of things they're struggling with. I'm going to go with ASU, and here's why. I'm kind of um, a creature of habit, um, and the, it, it my OCD that I'm not going to be able to. I don't think I haven't figured out a way yet to watch the game. Lets me have a hope that we win a Power Five game on the road. Uh, against a team that was supposed to be pretty good, <laughs> that may not be, uh, but I'm not going to get to watch it on TV. So I'm thinking, yeah, this will be the one where we actually end up playing a heck of a game and probably win it, you know, with three seconds left on the clock to run it in to win the game, and I'm not going to be able to watch it. So I'm going to go with ASU. <laughs> All right. That's uh, as good a, a good a reasoning as any others we've heard. I, I don't have any other reason. I, I do think we can give them a good game, but I would not. I would not be surprised if they're really focused and mad and they take advantage of uh, some of our weaknesses, and I don't think the weather's going to help us. Yeah, yeah, that could, I agree with you on the weather part. That could that could be a factor. Yeah, so I guess we'll play the games. Do you have picks? I do. Uh, let me get to my sheet here, and we will dive into them. All right, Wade, over or under 57.5 points scored in this one? Uh, I think it'll be over. Will A-State starting quarterback, whoever that might be, complete his first <laughs> pass attempt? Yes. Uh, how many different A-State players will record a receiving touchdown? Three. Which team scores first? Washington. Will either team score a defensive or special teams TD? Yes. Tiebreaker rate Wade is total yards offense for the Red Wolves. Oh gosh, total yards of offense. Gosh. Oh, I'm hoping we're looking at 450 to 500 yards. So I'll say 475. I'll split it. Hey, we got it. I know that's being I know that's being very optimistic, but you know why not? Hey, look, this is a good offense, so why not? It, it's. I mean, it's possible that 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 what we've seen of them is that they're just not a very good team for whatever. Uh, reason and we go in and we win. I'm not going to think. I don't think that there's a, a much likelihood at all that we win comfortably. But I mean, I guess there's. I think there's a decent chance we could win by a touchdown to ten points. But you know, well, we've we've thought that before. We need to go. This is an opportunity to go and prove it. Put it on paper and do it. So go Red Wolves. Safe travels to everybody. Wade, we appreciate the call today. Have a great weekend. Hey, you too. Let's stay here with the phones. I like it on the days that you guys like to talk to us. Makes makes me feel special. Warms my heart. Jerry's with us. How are you? Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, we're doing all right. You doing okay today? Just doing the after one thing. Yeah? <laughs> the after one thing uh, <laughs> that you said a while ago. There you go. And, ho- and, and hoping your boss ain't on, isn't on the radio. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if my boss is listening or not. He, he <laughs> If he is, he at least knows, you know, I'm here. I'm present and accounted for. 
Uh, well, hopefully he doesn't. You and Cade's on. You and Cade's on too. Got to pass. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, hey, I know when they put these lines out, they use computers, and I've gone down and look at the average points you scored, the average points they've given up, and then same on the other team, and that's usually pretty close to how they figure that, just statistically. But you got one team that can score, you know, forty or fifty, and then one team that can't score hardly at all. Yeah. But you've got the the weaker set to win by seventeen and a half. I'm just wondering if they can't score seven, if they can't only score seventeen, eighteen points a game, how are they going to cover a spread against a team that can score forty or fifty? So I don't know. Well, that's kind of a sucker bat. When they when they make these, I mean, it, the point of of what Vegas is doing is not to tell us which team is better. It's it's for Vegas to try and get money on both sides of the both line. Both sides. Mm-hmm. So so I think one of the things that will always factor in is is whenever you have a group of five team facing off against a power five team, that power five team is always going to get just an extra point or two for strictly for brand recognition. There are going to be yeah. people who look at that game and be like, oh, Washington and Arkansas State, of course Washington is better. Well, it just shows you know, that, and then plus the fact that it's not on TV anywhere, except for, the, I guess, Pac-12 Network. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even ESPN 3-plus or nothing, you know, not even streaming. I mean, when is a P5 team, you know, not on at least some kind of streaming system other than their own network, you know? It just bodes for the Pac-12, and here recently when we've had all this realignment, I, at one point I was thinking, you know, maybe the Pac-12 would fall out of the P-5, but they they won't do that because they need the West Coast money yeah. on the TV. But uh, to me, the, the Pac-12 is barely a P-5, just more by tradition. Well, they haven't had significantly strong teams lately you know their biggest marquee brands in in usc and oregon usc has been relevant now in in a decade uh in terms of of the national race and then oregon looks like they'll start getting going and then something happens and the wheels kind of fall off there and they've had to make they'll make a coaching change and i don't know cristobal looks like he's got some momentum now so we'll see how that goes there but they really don't necessarily just have that one team that you know is going to be good i mean the SEC, you know Alabama is going to be good. And in the ACC, you know Clemson's going to be good. Ohio State in the Big Ten, Oklahoma in the Big 12. And you look at the Pac-12 and you're just like, uh. Maybe exactly. It's, maybe it's They've not even been a player in the modern-day playoffs. Yeah. Not at this you point. Know. But anyway, I, um, I just, you know, this will be our good chance to get our P5 win. It sure will. I just, uh, I don't know how intimidating that stands are. You know, y'all or somebody was talking about how they built on in the hangover, and I think it probably caused a lot more noise. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure how that'll affect them. We'll see. We shall but, see. But anyway, I figured I'd try my picks. Now, I need to do whatever Budrow does on on uh, Brad's show. I think Budrow does his picks on Monday uh, after the season. Have you, he's, have you seen his record up there? No. His first two weeks, his picks, he's 12-0. and 0. Oh. And last week, he was 6-0 and 0 and hit the tiebreaker to the point. Really? So I thought he must be uh, putting his picks in on Monday morning. I want to get in on that program. <laughs> but but uh, I kidded him about it. If he got a week off, is he going to Vegas this weekend? 
Well, you can pick like that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Let me tie your picks, please. All right. Over or under 57.5 points for A-State at Washington? Mm, 58 in honor of my birthday. All right. So just a little bit over there. Uh, will A-State starting quarterback complete his first pass attempt? Yeah, because it'll be that one yard out. It doesn't get any yardage out of it that they do. How many different A-State players are going to catch a receiving touchdown? Mm. Uh, let's go with three. Okay. Will, uh, excuse me, which team scores first? Um, Washington. Will either team score a defensive or special teams touchdown? This is the, I mean, as bad as our D-backs are, and I don't know why they can't take some receivers and put them back there just with some speed, but as bad as our D-backs are, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing a pick six finally. All right. Uh, Jerry, our tiebreaker is total yards offense for the Red Wolves. Uh, I have 23. We got it, sir. Thanks for calling Thank in today. Thank you. Have a good day. Hey, you too. Bye-bye. Hey, uh, we do have some more to talk about with this A-State and Washington game, but we're also at a great spot to take a quick pause. So we'll hit a breather. We'll come back. We'll look more at that when we return here on The Ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Going deep over the middle, looking for Foreman. Foreman makes the catch, breaks a tackle across the 40, 30. Foreman across the 20, 10. He's into the end zone. James Blackman with an 89-yard touchdown pass to Jeff Foreman. Butch Jones and the Red Wolves hit the road for the first time Saturday as they head to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Washington Huskies. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K-5. Coverage begins at 1220 with Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group. Then from Seattle, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 1, the Centennial Bank pregame at 2, and kickoff at 315. A-State football is sponsored in part by Bill's Cost Plus, Jim's Pawn Shop, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, George Kell Motors, More Air Conditioning, Calmer Solutions, Gazaway Ace, Max Prairie Wings, J-Towns Grill, Collision Repair, and Stanley Woodard Law Firm. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just $20.75, tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Love your truck and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to 35s and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock to spectacular with Plaza Tire Service. There's never an off-season at Play It Again Sports in Jonesboro. So get by Play It Again now for whatever sport the athlete in your life has coming up next. 
Play it again can get you ready for soccer, fall baseball and softball, golf, disc golf, and so much more. Don't forget to check out Jonesboro Batting Cages inside Play It Again if you're needing to get some swings in. And as always, if you have sports equipment just sitting around the house, you can bring it by Play It Again Sports and turn it into money. Every season is in season at Play It Again Sports, located at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Several years ago, I went to the GM auction and I wanted to buy a van a customer wanted and I went and picked one out. Well, in the auction, I was visiting with a dealer friend of mine and I looked and the van was on the block and I turned around and I bid on it. The auctioneer said, sold. Now who wants to start the bidding on the van? My dealer friend said, what'd you buy? And I said, whatever's in front of that van. I went outside and I bought a wood grain station wagon along as our showroom. Not a good buy. My dealer friend told everybody. Glenn Sane and God bless our troops. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone, getting ready for tomorrow's Arkansas State game. At Washington, 24 hours from now, our coverage will be underway on 107.9 K5. We're about uh, 26 hours away from kickoff all day. Again, PSA, call your cable provider today to figure out if you're going to be watching it or if you're going to be listening to it on the 107.9 K-Fine app. But again, look, the app's got your back. That's going to be good to go for tomorrow. So just a heads up that that's, uh, that's a really awesome plan B. And, and still, my favorite thing to do for away games is usually just to, you know, you can you can – usually sync up your your video and your audio you either pause the tv and let and try and catch up with the app or you pause the app for a second and catch up with the tv so that way you can sync up the play-by-play that way you have voice of the red wolves matt stoltz on the call on the pac-12 network <laughs> it's more or less how it works right uh we've already looked at some things that you know some key numbers and, and stats and things that um we think we'll factor into this one but i I specifically, every Friday, try and go through and look at five questions that I think will decide the outcome of each and every game. And uh, we've got five for you today. First things first, I want to know how Arkansas State will handle the unexpected. And what I mean by that is that the Huskies are trying, my guess, to do anything and everything to jumpstart their offense. Whether that means different personnel packages, uh, different players out there, trick plays, whatever. I think they're going to try and throw the kitchen sink out on the field on offense to try and get some momentum. And however A-State is able to roll with the punches and deal with that is, I think, going to go a long ways towards dictating the outcome. It could get weird in the first quarter. I don't think Washington has a choice but to try and make it weird in the first quarter because certainly nothing has worked for them so far. To kind of follow up on that, for my second question, I want to know if Arkansas State can start fast. I can't remember if we asked you this or not last Friday, but we probably should have. But it it seems even more pertinent this week, though, because A-State has to find a way to try and kick the Huskies while they're down. If the Red Wolves can score early, and or especially if they can force the Huskies to some early three and outs or just shortened drives, I think Washington might fold. I, I My guess is that they're not in a good place mentally right now. I definitely 
I, I don't know if if their fans might boo if this team deals with some offensive struggles. I don't know if they would boo their players or not, but unless they're all completely mellowed out on their legal hippie lettuce, they sure as heck might boo their offensive coordinator and his play calling. A-State needs to find a way to make that happen. Not the hippie lettuce part, the booing part. I want to know, three, if the weather is going to be a factor. Um, A-State has played two games so far in warm and humid temps, and the only impact we've seen from that is, is two different players with cramps. We've seen two different two yeah. different guys have to walk off with cramps, and then they were back in just like right after that. That's it. Uh, these are not going to be completely ideal conditions for an A-State team that's still struggling a little bit to find consistency on the ground. Just a few showers obviously can impact the grip on the ball for the quarterback and, of course, make it slippery for the receivers to try and haul in those passes. Uh, If there's heavy rain or significant wind involved, that could make it even a little bit wilder. So it's going to be hard to guess the impact until we see exactly what the conditions are. But A-State is going to have to weather the storm, you know, figuratively in dealing with whatever Washington throws out there for them early and then also literally in the fact that it could actually be storming at game time. Uh, Question number four kind of follows along with that. I want to know how A-State is going to tweak the pass game because whether, you know, notwithstanding for a second, the biggest concern... For A-State on offense is dealing with the UW secondary. This shouldn't really be that much of a surprise since this is their head coach's specialty. Jimmy Lake has coached defensive backs since his very first job in 2000 at Eastern Washington. Even as he continued to climb up the ladder and went from you know position coach to defensive coordinator, to assistant or associate head coach, whatever they called him. He was still coaching defensive backs. This is the first year, or excuse me, last year, his first year as head coach, was the first year ever that he was not coaching defensive backs. So that's a really good group. They're great. The Huskies are great at containing explosive plays and explosive offenses. They've gone 77 games in a row without giving up more than 35 points which is easily the longest streak in the country. The stats know in the past six games, going back to the start of last year, the Huskies have given up only two plays of 40 yards or more. For comparison, A-State gave up six against Memphis alone. (laughs) So you do wonder if this might be more of a dink and dunk in the middle of the field type offensive strategy for Arkansas State as opposed to a bombs away or throw it down the sideline thing. I feel like this offense is going to look different on Saturday. Finally, I want to know how much better the tackling will be for A-State. Because it has to be better than it was against Memphis. I don't know the total number of yards allowed after contact, but it was a lot. And you look at the Huskies, and (laughs) this is not a petite team. Their top three running backs on their depth chart are all six foot tall and 205 or bigger. So an inch taller and 10 pounds heavier than Brandon Thomas of Memphis. And we saw him, they they couldn't tackle him last week. Probably more than any other facet of the game. This is the one aspect where A-State is going to need to show the most improvement from weeks two to weeks three. They have to tackle better. 
Those are my five questions. Looking forward to hearing uh, your thoughts on the rest of this one as we open back up the phone lines at 9303776. Chuck is with us on the phone. How are you? I'm doing good, Kara. How about yourself? Hey, we're doing great. Thanks for shouting at us today. How you feeling on a Friday? Feel pretty good. Um, I guess you didn't get to go to Seattle. No, I didn't. I usually don't travel for road games, uh, with the exception of the ones that are super duper close. So, looking forward to Memphis okay. in, in 2022 again. Okay, um, dude. I think the tackling will be better, and dude, I think they're going to go in and clean house with Washington. Uh, I think by the time that game's over with. Their head coach will be fired. I am all about the first half of that statement. I do think in terms of of their coaching, they would probably give him just a little bit of a chance to save himself first. And by that, I mean like immediately walk off the field and have to fire a coordinator before they would fire him. But uh, if if it does go in the direction that you're describing, heck, it might not be long for Jimmy Lake either. I mean, it just... uh... Everybody's calling for his head already. They're not very you know? happy. Yeah, they're not very happy there with him or their AD because she hired him. No, right. And uh, I mean, I don't know what their record was last year. I didn't keep up with them, you know, because of the COVID deal. But and you said he come from Western Washington. No, he his his first job was at Eastern Washington, but that was a decade ago, or excuse me, twenty years ago. He's been at Washington for a while. He was the the defensive backs coach for a while, and uh, he's been there since two thousand and fourteen. Then he was moved up to co defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator for a couple years, and then then now uh, starting in twenty twenty, the head coach. Okay, so he took over after uh, the boy from Boise decided to resign. Uh-huh, and I think he was actually, I'm trying to remember when Chris Peterson came over from Boise, but he was he was with Peterson at Boise State as as the defensive backs and the defensive passing game coordinator over there as well. So his history went, with Peterson went back a ways. Uh, well, with him being a D-back guru, it looks like their passing, you know, the passing defense would be better than what it is. Their passing defense, though, Chuck, is is really, really good. They're, they're, is it? Yeah, yeah. They've only allowed an average of 75 yards per game this year through the air. Huh. So they're giving up uh, the run then. Yep. Okay, because I hadn't kept up with them. I just know they lost to Montana yeah. and the team up north. So <laughs> Yeah, they that they did. <laughs> you know, I mean... And they're going to lose to ASU this weekend. There you go. Speak it into existence. Yeah, oh, it's going to happen, man. Uh, let's do some picking. All right, let's do it. Over or under 57 and a half points scored in this one, Chuck? I think it's going to be over. I think it's going to be another shootout like last weekend. Okay. Will, our, will A-State starting quarterback, whoever that might be, complete his first pass attempt of the game? Yeah, yeah, because I'm like you. I think they're going to dink and dunk and do a Tom Brady where, you know, five yards and out. Sure. See what happens from there. So, yeah. How many different A-State players will catch a receiving touchdown? I'm going to say four. Okay. Which team's going to score first, Chuck? 
I'm going to say ASU. Okay. Is either team going to score a defensive or special teams touchdown? Yeah, I think ASU will. All right. Uh, our tiebreaker here, total yards offense for the Red Wolves. I'm going to say 602. All right. Let's see it. All right, man. Y'all have a great weekend. Go Red Wolves. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. We appreciate the phone call. Friends, I have, I have some tough news to pass along. I found a typo. On the five for Friday sheet. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's I thought it was gonna be like actual like bad news. Well, this hurts my like heart. A state, state Washington's canceled due to COVID no, or something. No, look, this this hurts my heart. I just I hate things like this. I've already posted the pics on Facebook for those of you that can't call in. It has a typo. I feel like a failure today. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to come back from this. Yeah, I automatically I'm, went to like the worst place. <laughs> Like, well, unfortunately, we've seen, you know, Norm McDonald pass away this week and, and some yeah. other things happen. And, of course, there's we're still dealing with COVID as a nation. I, I apologize for being that <laughs> melodramatic about a uh, about a typo. But I guess this is just a, another example of, of letting everyone know that almost nothing that comes out of my mouth is ever meant to be taken seriously. <laughs> I uh, Well, I'll stew over that during the break. I can't fix it. Can't change the picture on Facebook. It'll delete the whole post. Uh, my Friday is ruined. Again, I apologize for for letting everyone down. Um, I'll see what I can. I'll see what I can do during the break. To make it better. Phone lines will be open during the break at nine three zero three seven seven six. We'll come back. Look around the top twenty five. Keep it here with us on the ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys. How did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket is adding another hour of local programming. Hey, this is Cade Carlton. Join me and Andrew Bowen every weekday from 2 to 3 right here on The Ticket for our newest show, The Setup. We'll talk all things A-State, college sports, professional sports, and whatever else the topic of the day might be. And we'll interview a wide variety of guests from local and national levels. It's The Setup weekdays 2 to 3 right here on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. Save big this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost, plus 10% at checkout. Get fresh ground beef value packs for $2.13 a pound. Springer Mountain Fresh Whole Chickens, $0.87 cents a pound. Sugardale Sliced Bacon, 40 ounces, $8.98. Washington Red Delicious Apples in three-pound bags, $2.58. And there's a huge buy five, save $5 sale. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes Supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need. But why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Your wedding deserves a beautiful classic venue to spotlight your love story. Kingsman Estate is the perfect and newest venue in Northeast Arkansas. A lush, rolling estate with a pond, island, gazebo, and Victorian-inspired home where you can dance the night away and dream of your wedding day for years to come. A luxe bridal suite awaits you and your bridesmaids, complete with a separate makeup room. And the groom suite is built for fun with a pool table, bar, and you can even fish in the pond before you put on your tux. Call Kingsman Estate today or book a tour to reserve your date. Dates are limited. 
limited. So call 870-627-3110. Kingsman Estate. Red Rose fans, this is your coach, Butch Jones, and it's football time in Jonesboro. We can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Patrick going deep down the right side looking for Hunt. This is tipped and caught, and T. Hunt is going to score. Touchdown, Arkansas State from 53 yards out. We need you to create the best home field advantage. Purchase your season tickets now by visiting astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. Hey, everybody, it's Matt Stoltz. And Brad Bobo. So everybody seems to have a podcast these days, and, well, we've decided to join the party. We'll release a new episode every Tuesday. Of course, we'll talk about what's going on with the Red Wolves, but we'll also be able to talk about some things we might not always get to. That's right. We'll have interviews, behind-the-scenes info, tell plenty of stories, and have a whole lot of fun as we talk about everything A-State. It's the Second to None Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back. Kara and Kate still here with you at 930-3776. Let's check in on this poll question. It's been just a moment since we've shared the percentages with you. Is uh, We're asking you today what's going to happen tomorrow for A-State at Washington and looking at the poll on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. Right now, a lot of you rolling with the Red Wolves. And again, you know, sometimes it'd be like, all right, Homer picks. But Washington hasn't given a lot of people a lot of reasons to be encouraged yeah I, about I, their season i find it interesting that lines at 17 17 and a half and washington scored 17 points on the year if <laughs> if they don't beat a state and and i mean don't beat a state probably like significantly their offensive coordinator is going to be unemployed yeah on monday they yeah. are they are they are significantly aggravated with him, and you know, when we talked with Christian Capel a couple days ago, who is their their beat writer for the Athletic, I can I can kind of get it because it, it's one thing to want to be able to establish the run and to and to want to be a ground and pound team. Okay, fine, a lot of coaches have have that theory, but man, I don't know how many fans anywhere want to see a team that's always going to run the ball on third and five or fourth and four. I, I know that. Yeah, their offensive line is a bunch of, of returners, and and that's supposed to be their strength. But if it's supposed to be and it's not working out, you know that's like continually trying to put a square peg in a round hole. You got to do something different and tweak it. That is the one thing that again, and and we just talked about this with our five questions. But that is one of the things that makes me nervous about tomorrow. Is I really do feel like Washington, like they don't have a choice. They have to change it up. So they are going to be doing different things than ASU has game film for at this point in time. I'm especially curious about their running backs. Last year's returning running back is like fourth on their depth chart. And the other guys that are ahead of him have not been able to get it done yet. And I wonder if we're going to see him. He hasn't been on the field yet. He's a different type of running back. You know, their three primary backs that are listed on their depth chart are all guys that are six foot tall, 205, 215. This dude's like five. This is Warren Wand, basically. So... It's it's a little different, but uh, that being said, we did tell you when we came back we we're going to dive into a little bit of a top twenty-five action and look around that slate coming up for tomorrow. the The slate leads off in the morning with uh, the game of the century, 
rematch, except nobody is thinking this will be anything close to the game of the century in the 2020s. It's Nebraska and Oklahoma, so 50-year anniversary there of the game of the century. But (laughs) I I really want to know what the the odds are right now on Scott Frost being the next guy this year to, to lose his job. I guess maybe it just depends on what that final score looks like. Tomorrow, Oklahoma's favored by 22 and a half. Nebraska's not good. They're already in in a little bit of NCAA trouble, or at least they were in the offseason. That's just one that I just, I cannot find anything intriguing about that game. It's not if Oklahoma's going to win, it's it's how much. Yeah. And not, could it be close? It's like, Will it be three touchdowns or four touchdowns? It's not going to be close, and it's not going to be a significant game in the grand scheme of things tomorrow when we look around the slate. Uh, I'm far more interested at 11 o'clock in watching Cincinnati at Indiana. You know, Indiana has already started not... They don't look like the team they looked like last year. And this was, for Cincinnati, going to be a huge potential game to, to state their case in terms of being worthy of playoff inclusion. And now they don't get they don't get that opportunity. Uh, but they still need to go out and do what they can to really beat up on a team that is a little bit down but was a top 25 team at the beginning of the season and was a top 25 team last year. That one at 11 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, also at 11 o'clock, West Virginia is hosting Virginia Tech. The only thing that's interesting there is that's probably the, the, I'm guessing that's about the lowest line for a top 25 team being favored against a non-top 25 team. And what I mean there is, is actually West Virginia is not, or excuse me, Virginia Tech, the ranked team, is not favored in this game. West wow. Virginia is. It's not by a lot. Yeah. But it is by two and a half. And, yeah. and you know, that game's in Morgantown. West Virginia's at home. But still, that's just not something we see. Yeah, that seems like a, a pick em, though. Seems like a pick matchup, yeah. so that's not surprising. Some other interesting games. You know, Miami only favored by a touchdown over Michigan State. Uh, the Coastal Carolina game, of course, is at, at 11 o'clock on, on Saturday. You get to the, the mid-afternoon slate. Purdue is playing at Notre Dame at 1.30, and I don't care about this one whatsoever, except there was some interesting off-the-field drama for forever and a day on the road. Purdue is taking this big drum with them wherever they go. It's this old drum, and it's huge. It's like the size of half the KNA studio, a big old drum. But they can't get it into yeah. the Notre Dame game. So it's like causing drama. Purdue wants to bring their drum, and Notre Dame says no. I mean, I guess they can bring it, but they can't bring it out onto the field because it won't through, fit through the visitor tunnel, and they won't let them use the main tunnel, and... Ooh, drum drama. So, you know, <laughs> tune in at one thirty on NBC to see if you see a big drum or not. Like, that's the that's the only thing worth watching that one for. I say that, but then again, you know, Notre Dame almost got beat last week by Toledo. Maybe Purdue's going to be so mad about their drum that they go out on the field and drum Notre Dame. Hey, maybe. That was awful. We'll see. I apologize for even <laughs> using that phrase. Uh, 2.30 is when we'll see Alabama and Florida. That one's at Florida. Doesn't matter. Alabama is still a two-touchdown favorite. And, Cade, during one of our breaks earlier, you threw out a wild stat against about, excuse me, Alabama against the SEC East. Yeah. Uh, Alabama has won, uh, I think, 41 consecutive now against uh, the SEC East. 
they have only lost twice under or 31 consecutive against the SECs. They've only lost three times under Saban. They're 41 and three against Nick Saban against the SEC East. And those losses came in 2008, 2009, and 2010. That so is, they, yeah. it's been 10 year, 11 years since they've lost to an SEC East that team. That is wild to me. Yeah. And you pointed out earlier again that they're, you know, their permanent rival there is Tennessee. Correct, yeah. yeah. Has had their struggles. Yeah. But still. <laughs> yeah, 2007 Georgia, 2008 Florida in the championship game, and then 2010 against South Carolina and Stephen Garcia. Mind-blowing. I mean, just wild to me yeah, that that I'd is the case. I still don't understand how Bama's only a 14-and-a-half point favorite and Florida could not stop South Florida last week. So We'll see. We'll see. That's really the... Those are the most intriguing mid-afternoon games. Everything else, I mean, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, those teams are all really significant favorites over over who they're taking on. Uh, looking at the night slate, that's when it gets real interesting, at least at least to me, uh, in particular because we're going to see Brian Harson and Auburn with their first significant challenge. I know I probably sound like a Brian Harson hater because I get all whiny about the fact that he blocked like 90% of the A-State fan base on Twitter. And because I've commented so many times that he does not seem like a good fit at Auburn. But I'm not cheering against the guy. Yeah. And I am really intrigued to see how he is going to handle, again, what is his first significant test against Penn State. Because this is like the warm-up, you know, to get into the rest of their schedule. They've He beat the brakes off Akron. Okay. They had absolutely no issues whatsoever against Alcorn State. Okay. They're not going to have any issues whatsoever next week against Georgia State. But then, you know, your, the, the first SEC game they have is, is LSU. But then after that, it's Georgia, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. You get a little bit of a breather against Mississippi State and South Carolina. And then, of course, you wrap up the regular season in, in the Iron Bowl. He's going to be tested and tested and tested and tested again with this SEC schedule. So he, how he deals with this first little bit of, of, you know, playing a team that's worth a darn Yeah. this Saturday, in my opinion, is a huge college football storyline to follow. No, I think it is. I mean, I think you kind of get a good barometer of how good or how overrated whatever Auburn is. Because yeah. if they go in and get smacked against Penn State, it's like, all right, well, they play nobody. So that's why they look so good because they haven't played anybody. Yeah. If they go beat Penn State, then it's like, all right. I mean, because I'm not convinced A&M's second in the West. I'm convinced number two in the West is wide open. Penn State, uh, just a five-point favorite in that game. There are a couple other uh, top 25 matchups, or excuse me, one other top 25 versus a top 25 matchup that night, and it's Arizona State and BYU. Um, BYU at home, although Arizona State is favored by four. And, of course, BYU just jumping into the top 25 last week after topping, uh, topping um, Utah. Yeah, it's right there on the on the tip of my tongue. I was grasping for it, but if you're wanting to watch some late night college football action, that's uh, that's where you need to head for that one. Is it kicks off at uh, nine fifteen on ESPN? One other game of note: Ole Miss hosting Tulane at seven o'clock on ESPN two. And there is one thing that is not up for debate, in my opinion, in week three across college football, and it's that Tulane is going to have better helmets than anybody else who's on the field. Tulane lately has kind of started to really embrace their their throwback stuff. And some of their throwback stuff is just really cool. Yesterday, Brett McMurphy tweeting out their helmet. And what it's got on it is their old mascot, Greeny, from the SEC days. 
And I don't remember exactly what year, what all years Tulane was in the SEC. But they won the SEC championship in 1934, yep. 1939, and 1949. They're actually going to have an SEC champs sticker yeah. on the back of their helmet with that on it. But it just... I just think it looks cool. Greeny, yeah. Greeny kind of looks like um, a little cartoon Martian is what he looks like for those of you that haven't seen that helmet. But I I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Founding member Tulane, as a matter of fact. Okay, of the SEC. Yeah. Uh, you had the University of South, Georgia Tech, and Tulane as the those are the only three founding members that have left the SEC. But, yeah, Tulane's a founding member, so. Okay. We have a good uniform battle, actually, because Ole Miss is going powder red-white, so. Okay. We'll have a pretty good uniform I battle. I think so. I think so. But I'm still, I, look, I wouldn't roll with them on the field, but I am, I am I going. I'm going. Tulane? Yeah. You think Tulane's going to upset Ole Miss tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. Ole I'm, Miss is top 15 in the country, top 20 in the country. Getting a lot of national attention. Matt Corral's getting Heisman odds. It's kind of the Ole Miss thing. You just like lay an egg at home and lose to Tulane. So I don't feel great about it. Just get distracted by the by the shiny helmets and yeah. the wheels fall off. Yeah. I'm very surprised to hear that. Yeah, I don't feel great. Okay. Well, we'll let you stew on it. We're going to take a break. we got one more break to take. Come back. It'll be a last call on the phones. We'll wrap things up today on the Workday Red Zone. Keep it with us on the ticket. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. If you're looking for a planter to fit your irrigation, high-tech strip till, and specialty crops operation, check out the Case IH 2130 Early Riser Stack Fold Planter at Baker Implement. The new bulk fill tank option brings increased speed capacity and reliable speed delivery for increased efficiency with each pass. Stop by Baker Implement or go online to bakerimplement.com to find a dealer near you and discover how Case IH high-efficiency planting stacks the odds in your favor. Calling all Red Wolves fans. We want you and your business at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you have property to sell, call me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159 to get your property sold. Red Wolves fans are some of my favorite customers. The real estate market is hot and inventory is low from everything selling so fast. Whether you have a home in Jonesboro or Paragould, a farm or ranch, waterfront property, or a country home with acreage in northeast Arkansas, we can sell it. United Country Scenic Rivers Realty and the Red Wolves. Now that that's a winning combination. Lensmasters in downtown Jonesboro is your one-hour eyewear center. That's right. Get your glasses in just one hour. Just bring your prescription in, and our trained eyewear specialist will style you with the perfect glasses for you. Selection isn't a problem at Lensmasters. We have the largest eyewear showroom with the top brands. Come see us today and let our trained stylist and licensed opticians help you with the style perfect for you. Our on-site lab makes your prescription lenses in just one hour. Lensmasters, 320 South Church Street, downtown Jonesboro. Clark City Chris with Harris Ford in Newport, where we believe everyone should have the opportunity for good credit. That's why at Harris Ford, we work with dozens of financial institutions to get you affordable financing. If you have been turned away because of a damaged credit problem, please come to Harris Ford in Newport for a quality vehicle you can afford and financing that will repair your credit. Harris Ford is a President Award winning dealership. At Harris Ford, exit 85 Newport, you'll like what we do. 
The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at the Storehouse today. Boots and Ballers is set for September 3rd. 30th at First National Bank Arena, and you could win two tickets to the event, an autographed basketball, and four A-State men's basketball season tickets. Enter to win once per day through midnight September the 26th at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Enter the Boots and Ballers giveaway for two free tickets, an autographed basketball, and four A-State men's basketball season tickets. Brought to you by The Ticket and A-State men's basketball. Tickets are $60 with premium tables available. Get yours by calling the Red Wolves Foundation, 870-972-2020. 401. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, uh, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Again, appreciate all of you who have uh, called in tweeted in, commented, what have you today. The show is so much more fun. It's so much more easy uh, with your involvement. And if there's one thing we like on a Friday, it's it's easy. <laughs> 930 the number to call. Last call on the question of the day, what's going to happen tomorrow for A-State at Washington. Also, uh, last call, at least on the phones for your picks. We do have those up at facebook.com slash 95.3. The ticket. I'm trying to strategize on my weekend because you know I've got to get a little bit of Cardinal baseball in as as well. <clears throat> I don't know if the game plan is going to be <clears throat> to make sure I watch all of it tonight so I can have tomorrow free for college football. I don't know if I don't know if the game plan is going to be to hit up the store after work and try and go ahead and just buy a new TV and just finally embrace the two TV living room lifestyle. I don't know if that's calling my name, but Three very, very, very crucial ones coming up this weekend for St. Louis at Bush Stadium against the Padres. And that starts tonight at 7.15 on 95.9. The Wolf, Miles Michaelis, on the mound for the Birds. Let's go to the phone zone and check in with Fan Fanatic. How are you? I'm all right. had a, a cool ASU story to tell. I was uh, had to go to Memphis yesterday, and coming back, I ate. And, uh, uh, anyway, I was eating yesterday in, in Marion, I believe it was. might have been West Memphis, no, Marion. Okay, so uh, these people saw a logo and said, uh, so are you a fan or whatever? And I said, yes. They said, well, we came over to the Memphis game. They had just moved here from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. to Marion. They uh, were uh, looking through the sports page or their phone or I don't know, TV. Anyway, they saw where Memphis was playing Arkansas State, and they thought, hey, we're kind of Memphis Tiger fans. We'll go to the game. So they came over and they fell in love with our stadium and they said they will be uh, buying season tickets to the uh, Red Wolf games. That's their new that's their new college football team. So that's a pretty cool story. Well, that is a cool story. They, it's they, always it's always cool to hear about how the how the fan base grows. Yes, it is. That was it for today. All right, fan fanatic, you want to make any picks or anything else? I guess not. He really when he said that's it for the day, he meant it. Oh wait, no! I still, I still hear him. He's cutting out. Still hear me? Okay, yeah. sure. I'll answer. You do want to do some picks? 
I don't know if we're going to be able to keep you on the phone long enough to do some picks. Fan fanatic, I apologize, but I'm I'm going to hit the drop button because out of the last there okay, I was about to say out of the last 20 seconds I've heard uh like a word. So uh we do have those again, fan fanatic. We've got those on social media at uh at facebook.com/953thetigant. the ticket. Uh, with the Cardinals tonight again, seven fifteen is is when they're going to be underway. I feel confident tomorrow, even though the Padres are throwing you Darvish, because the Cardinals are going to have Adam Wainwright out there, and he has just been an unstoppable machine. Yeah, well, you Darvish has been pretty bad the has last he, couple of months. So, yeah, there's you feel if you're a Cardinal fan, confident about that one because of of everything that Wayno has done lately. Ooh, his last yard Darvish's last start was bad. Four innings, eight earned runs. Whew. Four home runs. Okay, that was at San Francisco, but still, that's not. <laughs> First, I was like, four home runs at Petco is like, <laughs> it's like a mile of home runs. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they were at, at San Francisco, but still, with this matchup, I mean, you kind of have to hope, you know, you have to hope Michaelis is okay tonight and, and able to go more than like four innings. Wainwright, you don't even worry about him. And then you get to Sunday, which could be an incredibly pivotal game. And if you get St. Louis, J-Hap, you're going to be all right. If you get Minnesota Twins, J-Hap, you're not. Um, it really doesn't matter if you get Cubs or Padres, Arietta. He has not been great this year at all. But uh, that's just it, it's just such a huge series, especially when you look at the fact that, you know, you go into next week and then the Cardinals play four games at Milwaukee. And Milwaukee has shown absolutely no signs whatsoever of slowing down. At, at some point in time, you feel like they'll just ever so lightly tap the brakes on the type of run they've had this season. Uh, that The momentum will in some way, shape, or form taper some. But that still really hasn't been the case. They did just lose two in a row to the Tigers. But they have a series with the Cubs coming up. I don't know if they'll, they'll get back on track there or, or not. But of course, looking at the standings quickly before the music hits... Waking up today, the Cardinals, again, still in control of their own destiny in terms of that second wild card. But there is just absolutely no margin for error for any of the teams involved, really, when you look at the standings right now, because everybody is just so bunched up in there. The Cardinals are up, as we said earlier, by one half of one game over San Diego. Of course, you still got the Reds uh, breathing down both teams' necks as well. And they're one game back of the second wild card. The Phillies are still hanging around. They're two and a half back. The Cardinals definitely put a big wrinkle in the chances there for the Mets in being able to go and sweep that series. But they're still technically in, in hanging around. They're five games back. So if they got hot, who knows what could happen. But the Cardinals right now, easily the hottest team left in this chase. So they're going to have to con- continue to, to do that and fend everybody off. It's fascinating to look, by the way, at these run differentials in terms of the wild card teams. Wild card one. Currently, uh, that's the L.A. Dodgers. Their run differential this year is plus 244. Sheesh. It is actually the best run differential in baseball. Yeah, I would think so. The Cardinals, who of course are right now holding that second wild card spot. Their run differential, minus five. So 200... (laughs) 249 is, is the run differential between the two wildcard teams wow that's uh that's crazy and if the dodgers start clayton kershaw and whatever game that is against the cardinals i would feel just as confident as cardinals getting that win is 
uh, any other time in the season. But still a lot, a lot has to happen before this Cardinal team makes their way into the playoffs. I'm sure we'll talk about it Monday, recap the weekend action, of course, with the birds, with college football, with Arkansas State, with so much more. We really appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by, well, is there a drive today? Travel day for uh, the no drive. drive. Travel day for the drive. Apologies. Have it here on Monday for the front row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will return Monday at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great weekend.